Good morning, everybody. You are tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Friday, April 21st, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetzer, reporting for CJRU, 12:80 a.m. in Toronto, and here are our top stories from today. Federal strike grinds public services to a halt in Canada. On international news, at least 78 people have been killed in crush at Ramadan charity event in Yemen. And back in Canada, 20 million worth of gold and other goods were stolen from the Toronto Pearson Airport. And then we'll hear from Zamina with her segment, Turn the Page. So let's get to the news. A nationwide strike of more than 150,000 federal public servants has put a stop to some critical services in Canada, as the union and the government remain at the bargaining table. The strike of government workers represented by the Public Service Alliance of Canada began early this Wednesday morning, setting off one of the largest labor actions in Canadian history, according to the Globe and Mail. Across the country, public workers gathered in hundreds of places in the past two hours, chanting slogans in support of their union's demands for wage hikes to match the inflation. Only 47,000 of the federal employees have been deemed essential by the union and the government, meaning that they will continue their jobs as usual. This strike has caused significant delays in a variety of public services, including passport and immigration processing, tax filing submitted by mail, and an overall increase of waiting times on the phone and at Service Canada centers. Approximately 35,000 Canada Revenue Agency workers are on strike, but the department said it would not postpone a tax deadline of May 1st because electronic tax submissions, which are processed automatically, would not be affected by the labor action. According to the Globe and Mail, wages are a big part of the dispute between the government and the public union workers, who range from firefighters to post workers to maintenance staff and administrative personnel. The strike that started this Wednesday kept going yesterday. Thursday was the second day of the national strike with more than 155,000 federal public servants. So far, and according to the CBC, both sides agree these workers should get a raise. For now, they differ on how big their raise should be. The union has proposed a larger raise because of the rising cost of living, saying its members need it and that the union wants to set a precedent for other workers. And the government has tabled a smaller one that it says balances the needs of taxpayers and the union's workers. For now, what the strike means for most people is a disruption to many public services, but not a complete shutdown. More information will come as the talks progress. Now, on international news, at least 78 people have been killed in Yemen at an stampede. According to the Canadian press, this all happened at an event to distribute financial aid during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan in Yemen's capital late this Wednesday. A crowd apparently panicked by gunfire and an electrical explosion stampede at the event, according to witnesses and Houthi rebel officials. Armed Houthis fired into the air in an attempt at crowd control, apparently striking an electrical wire and causing it to explode according to two witnesses. That sparked a panic and people, including many women and children, began stampeding. Video posted on social media showed dozens of bodies, some motionless and others screaming as people tried to help. Investigators were seen examining the area. The crush took place in the old city in the center of Sana'a, where hundreds of poor people had gathered for the charity event, organized by merchants, according to the Houthi-run Interior Ministry. People had gathered to receive about $10 each from a charity founded by local businessmen, Whitney said. Wealthy people and businessmen often hand out cash and food, especially to the poor, during Ramadan. 
Interior Ministry spokesperson Brigadier Abdel Kalek El Agari blamed the crush on the random distribution of funds without coordination with local authorities. According to the Rebels Amasaya Satellite TV channel, Motaed Al Maruni, a senior health official, said 78 people were killed and at least 73 others were injured and taken to the Al Hospital in Sana. The rebels quickly sealed off a school where the event was being held and barred people, including journalists, from approaching. The interior minister said it had detained two organizers and that an investigation was underway. The tragedy was Yemen's deadliest in years that was not related to the country's long-running war and came ahead of the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Fitr, which marks the end of Ramadan later this week. According to the Canadian press, Yemen's capital has been under the control of the Iranian-backed Houthis since they descended from the country in 2014 and removed the internationally recognized government. That prompted a Saudi-led coalition to intervene in 2015 to try to restore the government. The conflict has turned in recent years into a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran, killing more than 150,000 people, including fighters and civilians, and creating one of the world's worst humanitarian disasters in Yemen. According to the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, more than 21 million people in Yemen, or two-thirds of the country's population, need help and protection. Now back in Canada, Pew Regional Police are investigating after $20 million worth of gold and other high-value items were stolen from a holding cargo facility at the Toronto Pearson Airport. Pew Regional Police Inspector Stephen Duvidstein says a cargo container holding gold and other goods were stolen from the airport on Monday. The Pew Police Airport Division has been leading the investigation. According to City News, Toronto's Pearson Airport is often used to transport gold mined in Canada so it can be shipped to consumers globally. Juvenstein said this is believed to be an isolated incident and there were no disruptions at the airport. The inspector would not say where the shipment flew in from or whether this robbery was tied to a local organized crime gang. Well, that was it for me today and now I'll leave you with Samina for an exciting book recommendation. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. It started in 1970. Over 190 countries are engaged. More than 1 million individuals are mobilized for action. Any guesses? No, it's not war. Although action is needed to be taken more seriously. I'll give you a hint. Look at your calendar. April 22nd is Earth Day. This year it will be the 53rd anniversary. The purpose is to increase the public awareness regarding environmental concerns and increasing environmental consciousness. And while many countries have targets to meet, none of the goals have been met. We are behind and falling short. The title of the book is 101 Ways to Go Zero Waste. The author is Katherine Kellogg. Catherine is the founder of Going Zero Waste, a blog where she teaches people how to minimize trash and use more natural products. This is her first book. For anyone who wants quick solutions, this is the book for you. No, it's not filled with beautiful photos, memorable captions, but actual solutions anyone can utilize. This book is divided into the following categories. Kitchen, bathroom, cleaning, conscious, consumerism, work in school, travel, and special events. 
One of the questions Catherine poses is this. While making a purchase, ask yourself, who made this? Do I support that? Where did this come from? Can I repair this? What's going to happen to this after I'm through with it? One of the things I enjoy about this book is that it includes simple things like not using plastic straws, using reusable bags, monitoring what you're throwing out. It's not meant to be preachy, just little actions to take that can make a difference. It's a great place to start learning more about taking care of the planet. For more tips, you can follow Catherine on Instagram at goingzerowaste. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts, please find us on Instagram at CGRU News. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. And to wrap up our newscast today, let's take a look at this weekend's weather. According to the Weather Network, Toronto today will get some showers during the day with a high of 15 degrees and a low of 8. On Saturday, rain and clouds will persist with a low of 5 degrees and a high of 11. Sunday will be sunnier with some clouds and temperatures ranging from 2 to 9 degrees Celsius. Well, with this, we're done for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJIU, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitz. Thanks for listening.